This is Magic and the Law of Attraction with Madame Babita, episode six. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Madame Pamita, and you're listening to Magic and the Law of Attraction, the podcast where you'll learn how to transform your life in magical ways to make it the very best that it can be. Hey, we are on our sixth episode. Can you believe it? Every episode that I do, I'm just so happy to have a new topic to explore with you. And your amazing questions are so inspiring and fun to answer. So definitely keep them coming. You can go to magicandthelawofattraction.com and submit your most burning questions about spells, hoodoo, law of attraction, and any other magical topic out there. I always love to see what you're curious about. And if your question gets chosen for a future episode, you get a gift certificate to my online store, Madame Pamita's Parlor of Wonders. So make your way over there and check it out. In today's episode, I'll be answering the question, is there a difference between fake and real ingredients in spiritual oils? And since we're diving into the juicy topic of oils, (laughs) no pun intended, I'm going to tell you how to work with oils and spells, including five magical methods for amping up your manifesting with oils. And at the end of the show, I'll also teach you how to make your own spiritual oil and give you a recipe for my own hot love oil a spicy, passionate love oil that you can make at home. So Teresa from Ontario wrote, my question is about spiritual oils. I have purchased both the mass-produced oils with the fake smell and colors and the wonderful ones with the herbs in them. Those are my favorites. Are they both as effective? I have read that spirits go by fragrance and that it does not matter if it's fake or not. I don't think it's that easy to fool spirit, but Given the fact that some essential oils like rose and cinnamon are so expensive, it's understandable if some spiritual suppliers use fragrance oils instead of essential oils. What is your opinion? That is a super great question, Teresa, and I'm so glad you asked it. It really opens up this episode, not only to answering the question as to whether there's a difference between real and fake ingredients in spiritual supplies, but it gives us a chance to talk about the broader aspect of working with spiritual oils, the hows, whys, and whats of using them magically. So thank you so much for this amazing topic, Teresa. I promise that by the time you are finished with this episode, you'll be an absolute expert on working with oils and you'll know why they are one of my favorite magical tools. So first, let's talk about what spiritual oils are. For anyone who's been in a metaphysical shop, a botanica, or a magic with a K shop, you'll probably have seen the little bottles of magical potions with names like Kiss Me Now, or Van Van, or Chupa Rosa, or Money Stay With Me, or Uncrossing. These are what root workers call condition oils, meaning that they help you with the conditions of your life. Other names that people might call them are anointing oils dressing oils or magic oils, but I like to call them spiritual oils because they address the situations that you want to change from a spiritual angle. Spiritual oils are not pure essential oils. They are blends of small amounts of different essential oils or fragrances mixed with a carrier oil in a particular recipe for a specific outcome. 
So, for example, a prosperity oil might contain something like allspice, chamomile, and peppermint essential oil, or a fragrance, and then it's blessed and blended for the outcome of increased abundance. Now, if you've been following along in this podcast and have listened to episodes in the past or have a copy of my book, Seven Secrets to Supercharge Your Spell Work, then you've heard me talk about magical allies, the tools that we use to energetically support our intentions, our spiritual dream team. One category of those allies falls under botanicals, namely herbs, roots, bark, seeds, and flowers. And they can come in many forms, fresh, dried, whole, ground up, etc., etc. And as a magical worker, you can choose the format that works best for your spell. For example, if you're going to make a mojo bag for gambling luck, then a whole nutmeg works great. But a whole nutmeg doesn't work so great when you want to burn it as incense. And in that case, ground up nutmeg on a charcoal works much better. So one of the formats for working with botanicals that people discovered thousands of years ago is extracting the oil from the botanical, either through pressing or distillation. These essential oils capture the essence of the plant in a concentrated liquid form. So why would you want to have the essence of a plant in liquid form? Well, for a couple of reasons. First, because liquids lend themselves to being applied to things and sticking there. If you put a drop of oil on a ritual knife, it will stay. If you sprinkle a pinch of herbs on it, it will not. Second, because they are easy to store. Fresh herbs don't last. Dried herbs crumble, but essential oils generally have a good long shelf life if they're kept out of the light and they're easy to transport and are concentrated. You only need a drop or two. Third, for the scent. Essences have intense concentrated scents. And if you are working on a physical as well as a spiritual level, you want to have a physical experience and smell is definitely a physical experience. But any aromatherapist will also tell you that the concentrated aroma of essential oils has a direct effect on physical, mental, and emotional states. So even though scientists can make a chemical that smells like lavender, for example, what they are not able to reproduce is the benefit of the lavender oil, the effect that it has on our physical, mental, or emotional state. Now, Teresa brings up the topic of differences in quality of spiritual oil blends. If you shopped around for spiritual products, you can definitely see a wide spectrum in quality. As she mentions, there are some that are of the best quality made with herbs and essential oils. And then we go down to oils that are just artificial fragrance. And there are some in the middle that may blend essential oils with artificial fragrance. So which to choose? Well, whenever possible, I like to choose products that are made with ingredients as close to nature as possible for a couple of reasons. One, I want something tried and tested over generations. Every magical herb or essential oil that you use intentionally has been used by people for hundreds, if not thousands of years. Using roses for love is not something that some FTD marketing person made up for Valentine's Day. Roses have a beautiful history of being used for love going back thousands and thousands of years. We can find references going back just about as far back as you can go in written history prescribing roses for intentions of love. 
And I'm going to speak for myself here. I don't want to mess around experimenting with ingredients to see if they can be used for this or that. I don't have the time for that. If I want to do a love spell, I want to start out with ingredients that I know will work for love. So I trust that working with a real botanical that has been tested over time will produce the results that I'm looking for. Will this fake fragrance made by company X or that fragrance made by company Z do the same thing? They may or they may not. But to be honest, I have had excellent results from working with botanicals. And the few times I've worked solely with artificial fragrances, I haven't seen as powerful a result. So in the end, I don't want to waste a whole lot of time testing out each artificial fragrance myself to find out what it can do. Second, I want to harness the vibration of the botanical. Real living things have a powerful vibration. An artificially produced chemical does not have the vibration and the energy of a living plant. And I want to harness all that power into my spell. It's the reason I prefer working with beeswax candles over paraffin candles. To me, chemically produced paraffin and fragrance are neutral. They don't have the living energy of the wax gathered by bees making millions of trips to flowers or the energy of a plant bursting forth from a seed. They just don't compare. That doesn't mean that you can't work with artificial ingredients, but from my experience, they do not have their own life energy and don't support spell work in the same way that a natural product does. So what about the cost? Teresa brings up the fact that oils such as rose and cinnamon cost so much, but not all essential oils are expensive. To understand why some essential oils cost more than others, you have to understand that there are a few factors that come into play. First, the rarity and expense of the plant to begin with. Next, the fact that different oils require different amounts of plant material. And finally, that different plants require different levels of processing to produce oils. So let's look at two ends of the spectrum. Oranges contain a lot of essential oil in their skins. If you've ever peeled an orange and come away with your hands smelling like orange, it's because of the essential oil in the skin. You can see a mist of this oil actually coming off the skin as you peel an orange. To extract sweet orange essential oil, all that is required is pressing the skin and refining. Oranges are plentiful. They produce a lot of oil and the processing is relatively easy to do. And so sweet orange oil is relatively inexpensive. On the other end of the spectrum is something like rose auto. To capture this rare rose essence, you need to distill 60,000 roses to make one ounce of essential oil. So something like sweet orange oil runs about $5 for an ounce, whereas Rose Auto runs about $500 for an ounce. Well, there are two things you need to know about creating spiritual oil blends that should absolutely convince you once and for all that working with real oils is doable for any budget. First, size doesn't matter. Bathing in a tub full of Rose Auto oil might be an amazing and insanely expensive experience, but it's not going to bring you love any faster than one drop of Rose Auto diluted with several ounces of carrier oil. More really doesn't mean better when it comes to working with botanicals. All you need is the smallest drop of something to gain the beautiful effects of that botanical. 
The only reason you may want to use more of a certain oil is for the scent, but definitely not for the magical effect. So if you are creating a spiritual oil blend and you want to bring in the energy of an expensive essential oil, you can just use a tiny amount to bring in its power and keep the cost of your oil down. The second thing is you don't need to work with expensive essential oils to get results. The great thing about working with botanicals is that there are so many options. If you are making a love oil, while it might be nice to include some $500 an ounce rosado, it's not necessary. There are dozens and dozens of oils and herbs for love. Using the cheaper ones doesn't mean less effective, and using the more expensive doesn't mean more effective. So whether you make your own spiritual oils or buy one off the shelf, I recommend working with the real deal if possible. And by the way, I sell a great line of oils on my website that I love, I use personally, and have great success with. They're called Lucky Mojo, and they're made with real essential oils and herbs, and I highly, highly recommend them. But I'm going to tell you, you can try both. I can definitely share what works for me, but like everything I teach, I recommend that you test it out for yourself. Try working with fake fragrances and then try working with real essential oils and see if you see a difference in how they work for you. So now that you have a general idea on the value of working with spiritual oil blends made with real essential oils, let's talk about how to work with these oils. So here are the five magical methods that I promised you for working with spiritual oils to bring about the improved situation that you are wanting. First magical method number one, anointing. Anointing means applying oil to the body and is probably my number one go-to when it comes to working with oils. Now you can definitely do this by simply placing a dot of the oil on a finger and then applying it to your chakras, for example, or to your heart or your head or your hands or whatever part of the body is most appropriate for the work that you're doing. But another way to apply oils is if you are going to clear something off, you apply the oil to your body in a downward motion from top to bottom. And if you are going to bring something in, you're going to apply the oil in the opposite direction from bottom to top. This makes a lot of sense from a practical magic perspective. If you were brushing dirt off of you, for example, you would brush it downward. Downward is like a vessel emptying out. Upward is rising energy, like something filling up. So when you want to bring something toward you, you apply it going up. So this down for out and up for in method is used to apply spiritual oils to objects and anointing the body too. If you want to get rid of something, maybe you're using jinx killer oil or uncrossing oil or cut and clear oil, for example, you will want to place just a few drops in your palms and then apply it to your body in a downward motion from your head down your torso to the soles of your feet, and from your shoulders down your arms to the tips of your fingers. And for me personally, if I'm working with a clearing oil to get rid of something, as I do this downward brushing, I always like to flick my hands as I'm pulling that negativity off, as if I'm wiping off the dirt or dust and then shaking it off my hands too. So clearing out, downward motion. On the other hand, if you're doing a spell to bring something in, for example, using attraction oil or kiss me now oil or prosperity oil, you would want to do the opposite. You anoint your body in an upward motion, like you're filling yourself up 
with this new empowered energy. Take a few drops of the oil in your palms and apply it from the soles of your feet to your chest, from your hands to your shoulders, and then up to the crown of your head. So bringing in upward motion. And just a quick aside here. Sometimes you may just want to focus on a spiritual cleanup, setting things right. Other times you may just want to put your attention on bringing things in. But there may be times that you want to do both at the same time, kind of an out with the old and in with the new, all in the same go. And if that's the case, you want to do them in that order. Clear out first, anointing your body downward, followed by bringing in and anointing your body upward. As you're anointing yourself or doing any of the spell work that I teach you, actually, it's really essential that you focus on the outcome that you are desiring as you are doing the spell. Without your focus, you are just applying a pretty smelling oil. So there are several ways that you can bring in this focus. I'm going to give you three really easy ones. So experiment and find the one that works best for you. So first, you can try closing your eyes and visualizing your good outcome. For example, see yourself holding the winning lottery ticket or see yourself shaking hands with the boss at your new job or see yourself reunited with your lover. Second, you can also speak pre-written spell words or prayers, reading or reciting them as you apply your oil. Or third, and my favorite way, you can state your prayer or intention out loud, just speaking from your heart with conviction and confidence. Any way that you choose to do this, you are focusing on your desired outcome and the oil is there as your ally to support that outcome energetically. So to recap how to anoint yourself, focus on your outcome by visualizing, reciting, or speaking from the heart. And as you do, apply the oil to a specific part of your body or over your whole body in the direction, down or up, that supports your outcome. Okay, on to our second magical method of working with oils, dressing a candle. Dressing a candle means applying a few drops of oil to the candle. On a freestanding pillar or taper candle, you apply the oil to the candle, just like with anointing, in a downward motion from the wick to the base if you are working to clear out something, or upward from the base to the wick if you are working to bring something in. You may hear about other methods for applying oils to candles in different directions, from the middle to the ends, for example. But I have found that working in the basic down for clearing out and up for bringing in works best for me. Try whatever methods you read about and experiment to see what works best for you. Sometimes you may purchase a candle that is already preloaded with essential oils and herbs, and if that's the case, it's not necessary to dress it with an oil. However, if you are working with a plain candle, you will definitely want to dress it with an appropriate oil. And plain or preloaded, there are definite advantages to dressing a candle with a spiritual oil. First, an oil supports the specific energy of your candle spell. Let's say you bought a green beeswax taper. If you apply wealthy whey oil to it, it now becomes a focused prosperity candle. And if you bought a preloaded candle, let's say a come-to-me candle, but you want your lover to be generous with you, you can specify that by dressing that come-to-me candle with Cleo May oil, which is used for getting others to be generous with you. 
So combining the preloaded candle with an additional spiritual oil can make the energy of your spell more personal and specific. Second, dressing a candle with oil lets you add powdered or light fluffy herbs or a colored glitter to the exterior of the candle. They will stick to the outside of the candle if it has been dressed in a spiritual oil. So that gives you additional options for customizing your spell. Lastly, we've been talking about working with freestanding candles, but if you are working with a glass encased vigil candle, what I used to like to call Catholic church candles when I was a kid because that's where we saw them in church, then you won't be able to apply the oil to the outside, but you can prepare your candle by placing seven drops of oil on the top. There are several steps for dressing and preparing a vigil candle in the traditional way, which I don't really have time to get into here. So I recommend checking out my Hoodoo How-To video guide for dressing vigil candles. And I'll put the link to that video up in the show notes. Or you can find that at hoodoohowto.com and it will show you all the steps on dressing a vigil candle. So second way to use spiritual oils, dressing a spell candle. And again, apply the oil either down to release something or up to bring in something better. Focus on your intention and then light your candle to send off your spell. Third magical method for working with spiritual oils, bath oil. This one is so simple. Drizzle several drops of your spiritual oil into your bath water and then get in the bath and as you soak, focus through meditation, visualization, intentional words, or prayer on your intention. As I've mentioned in earlier podcasts, I was born under the sign of cancer, so I'm definitely a water baby and doing a bath spell is my jam. If you're like me and you love a bath, then you can really do it up. If you do a bath spell to attract love, put on a mix of some love songs, light some red candles and dim the lights, drizzle some love me oil in your bath, maybe even throw in a few red rose petals and then slide in and spend a good 20 or 30 minutes just focusing on the love you want to come your way. I promise you this spell will be a life-changing experience. Fourth magical method for working with spiritual oils, working on others. In the first three methods, we were focusing on changing things for yourself. But if you are going to work in a more coercive way to get results from others, such as lovers, clients, bosses, or family members, you can use oils on them too. This is a personal ethical question that you and only you can answer. Do you feel comfortable doing coercive magic? Some people are going to say, no way. And others are going to say, yes, for some kind of spells and no for other kinds of spells. And still others of you out there are going to have no problem with doing any kind of magic on others to get the results that you want. So you need to decide this for yourself. If you feel okay with working coercively on others, then oils definitely have a place in that kind of magic. If you want to work in this way, then you can place a drop of oil on an item which they will touch or put a drop on a gift that you will give to them. Or if you are in their home, you can add some to their lotion or shampoo, which they will then use on their body. Again, as you do any of these things, focus on your intended outcome. And if you want to do this kind of work, but feel unsure about the ethics, you can always conclude your intention with a phrase such as, if it's for the good of all, or with the permission of this person's higher self, or something similar. Okay, on to the fifth magical method for working with oils, creating a room spray. 
Room sprays are used to change the energy in an environment. Like if you want a business to be more prosperous or you want to create a love vibe in your bedroom, for example. To make a room spray, get a small spray bottle. They're available at most drugstores in the travel size section or in the cosmetics area. So you take this bottle and you add about 20 drops of spiritual oil to that bottle. Fill the bottle with spring water. You can use bottled spring water, but of course, if you want to use more magical blessed water, you can use that too. Once you've done that, shake to mix the contents and then spray your room, your house, your business, your workplace, whatever. As you spray, focus on your intention for your spell. The spray acts like a smokeless incense, imbuing your space with the energy of the oil. One caution that I want to give you in doing this is that you want to be careful and spray this diluted oil blend into the air and not directly on curtains or upholstery where the tiny droplets of oil might stain. Well, there are so many ways that you can work with spiritual oils. These five really only scratch the surface. You can add them to massage oils. You can use them as inhalants. You can make foot wash or a hand wash. You can apply them to your tools. The list on how you can use magical oils is long. So I've made a handy spiritual oil chart in the show notes, which gives these five magical methods plus a whole lot of other ways that you can work with spiritual oils. Now, one of the questions I get asked a lot is, how soon will I get results from working with an oil? There's no specific all-purpose time frame in which to expect to see results when working with oils. Many people find success by working with oils almost immediately, but it is a subtle sort of work, and with situations that are very open, you will also most likely see very quick results. Situations that are more complicated or blocked may require that you work with oils over some time. Be patient and continue your work. If you don't see a result after an extended time working with oils, and by that I mean months, then I recommend looking at things from a divination standpoint to see if you should continue that work or if there's something different you should be doing. You can either get a reading from a trusted reader or do a divination on the issue yourself. And next week, we'll be talking about how to bring divination techniques into your spiritual practice. So that will be something that will go hand in hand with this. So now that you know why working with magical oils made with real ingredients is powerful, and you have some cool ways to work with oils to manifest what it is that you're wanting, I'm going to tell you how to make your very own bottle of a spicy, sexy oil that I call hot love. You can use this blend to attract a new passionate love or turn up the heat on your current relationship. So to make hot love oil, you will need the following things. Coriander essential oil, ginger essential oil, patchouli essential oil, three juniper berries, a dried red clover blossom, vitamin E oil, a natural carrier oil such as jojoba oil, sweet almond oil, or apricot kernel oil, a small bottle to put your oil in, and something to label it with. So to make this, first start out by pouring enough carrier oil into your small bottle to fill it halfway. Add one drop of vitamin E oil to prevent the carrier oil from going rancid. Add one drop each of the coriander, ginger, and patchouli essential oil to the bottle. As you add each drop of essential oil, 
ask it to bring you the love and passion that you are wanting, and then shake the bottle to blend the oils. At this point, sample a drop of the blend and see if the scent is too strong or not strong enough, and adjust by adding more carrier oil or additional drops of the essential oil one by one, testing it each time. When you've arrived at the right balance of scent, add the red clover and the juniper berries, also asking them to bring in the love that you are wanting. Fill the bottle with the carrier oil and shake again to blend. You can test your oil again at this point by taking out a drop and seeing if the balance is right, or if you would like to add more essential oil to make the fragrance stronger. Once you've made the oil to your liking, place it on your love altar or place it overnight on a windowsill or outside to soak up some magical moonbeams. Your oil is then ready to use in all the ways we described above. I've got this recipe for hot love oil as well as a chart for many of the ways that you can work with oils up in the show notes as a free download. So head over to magicinthelawofattraction.com and look for the show notes for episode six and download these two handy guides. If you've enjoyed this podcast and found it helpful and would like to hear more, you can definitely show your support for the show by subscribing on iTunes or Stitcher. I want to give a big shout out to the amazing folks who have left reviews on iTunes. A huge thank you to all of the following fabulous listeners. To Pura Vida, who said the podcast was well put together. To AMR010101, who said, I look forward to every episode. To Fakiris, who said, great podcast. To Sandra Rose, who said, I feel like I now have some great tools and an understanding of ways that I can help draw things into my life. To Sweet and Short 767, who said the podcast on Lodestones was very informative. And to Incredimo, who said, what a treat to have this on iTunes. Thank you so much for these awesome iTunes reviews. And hey, you listener out there, I would love to give you a shout out too. So just go to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a review. And I'll say thank you to you on the air too. And you'll definitely want to do that this week because we are running a contest. We're going to pick our favorite written review from this week and give that person a free 30-minute tarot reading with me. So get your review in right away and you might win. If you are just tuning into this podcast and are not getting my Spell Week newsletter yet, I recommend heading over to parlorofwonders.com where you can get a free copy of my gorgeous illustrated ebook, Seven Secrets to Supercharge Your Spell Work, just for signing up for the newsletter. The newsletter gives tons of great information every week on how to work intentionally, traditional rituals, and more. And with that and the ebook, you'll be getting a great education in magic and intention. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm looking forward to next week when we'll be talking about bringing tarot and other forms of divination into your spiritual practice. Until next time, this is Madame Pamita saying, keep making your life the most magical adventure ever. (laughs) 